Do you like aliens, UFOs, cryptids, and the supernatural? What about self-defecating humor? Uh, actually, it's self-deprecating humor. Well, you may both be right. Alien Theorist Theorizing is a comedy podcast that examines cases like Roswell, Bigfoot, or the Atacama Alien. If any of these topics pique your interest, subscribe to Alien Theorist Theorizing free anywhere you find podcasts or go to alientheorists.com. Everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to a special guest episode of That Trippy Show. Democrats have already notched one big election win this year in Wisconsin. Now, another one is just around the corner next Tuesday, May 16th, in Jacksonville's mayoral election runoff. Democrat Donna Deegan led the primary with nearly 40% of the vote and advanced to the runoff against a DeSantis backed Republican. This is in Florida, folks. So, and the polls now show. It's neck and neck. We wanted to spotlight this race and let you know what you can do to help. So we're really happy to have the candidate herself, Donna Deegan, join the show. Donna, welcome. Joe, thanks so much for having me. Really, really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Well, I mean, so, look, you're the first candidate we've ever had on. We don't usually really? do this. Okay. And, uh, and the Honor. floodgates are not going to be wide open, folks. Because, uh, you know, it, next year there'll be a zillion candidates. We'll cover the races in the elections, but probably won't have that many candidates. And I think we wanted to make a special uh, that this really is a special episode because this is the first time we're doing it. But I think it's important to call attention that we have to fight everywhere and we can win in places uh, like like your race and want to help uh, uh, lay that out for people. And and this is an important race and we have a real shot at it. So, Alex, where do you want to get started here? Um, so, Don, I wanted to ask, and, and as we were kind of getting this this podcast recording set up, Joe and I were really excited, mostly about your story. Um, and we wanted to know kind of you don't really have the typical political background and wanted to know kind of how did you decide to throw your hat in the ring for this election? I mean, you know, talk everything from I mean, you survived breast cancer multiple times, your foundation and, and your, your background in TV. Like, like, why are you running for mayor now? Crazy, right? I'm a fifth generation Jacksonville native. I love this city. I, I I know a lot about it. I've developed so many relationships over the years, both uh, as a news anchor here for 25 years and then. For 20 years working in a nonprofit that 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 really does everything it can to help our underserved community. So I've I've, I've got this sort of 360 view between holding the, the people who have been doing these jobs accountable and actually working in these underserved neighborhoods. And I just feel like I have the ability to to move the dial in this city where we've really just neglected so many people for so long. And Look at our city, man. I mean, we're we're sitting here on the river, on the ocean. We got an interstate running by us, and we're getting passed like we're standing still by people like Tampa and Charlotte and Nashville. And and why is it? Well, we got a power structure here that basically has been working for itself for the last you know 20, 30 years. So I think I thought with my relationships in the community, with my knowledge, with my ability to lead, why not come in and try to do something for my city? And that's really the the whole goal has been to talk to everybody here that uh, because that's what I've done, right? Both in my nonprofit work and 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 on the anchor desk. I've I've tried to make this very much about Jacksonville and not about the, the very partisan food fight. And I, and I think that has resonated with people. Well, your campaign is already historic. I mean, you're the first woman to make it to a Jacksonville mayoral runoff. 
and you'd be the only second Democrat in 30 years to win the mayor's office. Why? The other one was my, well, my, my cousin actually was the mayor here uh, back in the 1980s. And, and so that, that's a, a fun little bit of history. And he was also a Democrat, but the family is very much divided between Republicans and Democrats, but he and I are probably the only two Democrats in the family. He passed away a, a, a year ago, but Jacksonville is a place that, that really historically has not been about party when it comes to local races. And it's only been, I would say in the last 10, 15 years that we've seen this huge partisan divide when it comes to even our local races and local races should be about, you know, potholes and sidewalks and how to move the city, not not to all these other big issues that are getting brought down. And so that's really been my message is, gosh, we, we've got infrastructure falling apart. We've got health uh, numbers that are just off the charts bad. And and we've got small businesses that can't work because we just don't have a good system. We have a, a very antiquated a good old boy system here in Jacksonville. And, and so my message has been, let's just get together and change that. So uh, I think we got a great shot at this. We're, our tracking polls look good. Um, we just got to get our folks out to vote. Lay out the contrast for us uh, in the races. You see it. I mean, it was that, what is, why is it, is this time so close? I mean, we're, you know, we're Democrats had a mayor in 30 years, suddenly, you know, you're, you're either ahead depending on the poll. There's, there's not been one poll where I have not been ahead. I've led every ahead. But that's, I mean, you're ahead by eight or two or three, you know, but I mean, but you're ahead. Yeah. Even if you look at the closest one, you're ahead by by one or two. So what's what's the contrast in your message that's that's working to, to get us to this, uh, to where we are with, you know, not much more than a week out? Look, I think the thing is, I've lived a shared life with people in this community. Not only have they known my family for generations, but they've known me. I've been in their neighborhoods. I've been in their I've been in their homes. I've I've worked with so many people in our underserved neighborhoods because of the foundation work that I've done. So I just think people feel a a trust level with me that they necessarily feel with with garden variety politicians. At least that's my hope. Um, I've developed a lot of relationships, and um, you know, I, I have a. A, a huge race that that we put on every year that brings people here from all over the world to run to help us raise money for for underserved people with breast cancer and for breast cancer research and and um, <clears throat> everybody participates in that so it's not just it's not just what I've done you know on the camera or or at, as a foundation leader as a nonprofit leader it's been we've really sort of together built this thing that has helped more than 20,000 families and and uh, and and had a 60 million dollar economic impact for our city. So people know me as a leader in addition to just being somebody that they know. And I think that's been helpful. So the contrast is I'm running against a guy who is um he's your classic career politician. He's been in politics his entire life since he was 25. He's the leader of the chamber, which is a group that um you know, Chamber of Commerce just cues very much toward big business and nothing wrong with that, but we have left our, our small business people completely behind in this city. So so it's been really a, a message to the neighborhoods of if we work together here, uh, we can change this city in a way that will make a whole lot more sense for all of us. And, and maybe we don't keep getting passed by every other city on the planet. So I'm glad, Joe, that you asked about that contrast question, because especially in a race like this, and, and Donna, you just laid it out, it is really, really important to kind of have that ability, and maybe it's the small business, to give these kind of softer Republicans the ability to kind of come over and vote for you and, and, and make that convincing case. I mean, Joe, I wanted to ask you this. I mean, this is this kind of dovetails with what you're seeing nationally, right? Well, no, I think it's a little different because I think in Jacksonville, in a lot of places, 
these races haven't been seen as partisan in the past, but the you know with the increased polarization out there that we're seeing everywhere, that partisanship. I think in this instance, maybe giving way to to the change message. I mean, get away from the good old boy network, the corruption of it, kind of. Like, and I mean, corruption not only in the, you know, in, in, in both sentence, sentences. I mean, in terms of like the corrosion of the same, you know, the good old boys making all the decisions, along with corruption. And I think Donna, your being. Like you said, I mean, sort of an anchor TV, not coming into this with this partisan profile. Uh, it's more that connection to the community that you built over the years and your charity work and other stuff. So I, I just think, uh, I think it's that contrast that does give, you know, polarized Republicans who've been, you know, who, who are kind of in a national race might have a tougher time. But given who you are and your background, I think they're going to, they're coming over, you know, and so I, and, and given the change, I mean, that it's, it's more of a change message. So I think that's working for you. 68% of people said they want change in this race. We've, we've pulled that, we've pulled that probably four times and the number has not changed. 68% of people say they want change. So, so there, people are tired of watching us run the same ruts over and over again. And the funny thing is my opponent it's talked about nothing in this race about vision, his his whole message, and he's got millions of dollars. I mean, he's been raising money since 2014. <laughs> he has millions of dollars. I think I spent $16 a vote in the primary, and he spent about $200 a vote in the primary. Um, but and and we still we still ended, you know, vastly in front of him. But 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 at the end of the day, his whole message is he's the law enforcement candidate. He keeps saying he's the law enforcement candidate, and he's he's paired himself with with our with our sheriff. But Jacksonville has four times the murder rate of New York City, and we've had the same folks in power for the past 20 years. So where's the disconnect there? And that's sort of been my argument. It's like, look, guys, if you want to continue to be the murder capital, if you want to continue to be you know, a city that does, is crumbling and doesn't take care of its infrastructure, if you want to continue to be passed up by, by you know, Tampa and, and all these other cities, if you want to continue to have half our neighborhoods neglected, and pay no attention to resiliency, then then he's your guy. But but why would we do that when we have the opportunity to move our city forward with somebody who you know to be reasonable? I think people see me as an honest broker, and I think that's why we're resonating with so many people. They, they're like, yeah, you know what? That sort of makes sense. And and I think people also, Joe, are really tired of the ugly. I mean, he's just he has done nothing but but flood the airwaves with lying attack ads, first for all his Republican opponents, and then me. And so we really don't even know what he's about, aside from the fact that he's 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 sort of hugging the law enforcement, um, you know, angle, uh, which, like I said, makes not a whole lot of sense since it's not been very successful. Um, my my argument has been we got to start doing some things a different way if we want to have a different result. And I think it's it's making some headway. Yeah, I, I keep saying to people, you know, that they keep doing the crazy. We got to keep doing the work. And I think people want somebody who who they trust is reasonable um, and knows it's going to focus just for partisanship sake, you know, to attack the other side, but actually try to get something done for people uh, in yeah. the city. And uh, it, you know, and I, which kind of makes me kind of intrigued with how this can play out nationally and why we uh, wanted to, to get your, your views out there uh, and get people to understand how they, how they could help if they wanted to. I mean, in the end, this is DeSantis is the governor. 
the as you say, this guy's running, you, you know, pretty out there on on a lot of stuff that it hasn't been solved and isn't getting solved in the, in the state for it in Florida for you to you know to actually win this thing and come out on top would really i think be a sea change message that enough of the crazy enough of the spiteful stuff let's get some things done here which i think is the contrast that may work nationally in 2024 as well and so you know you focused on on endorsements on uh, support from moderate republicans uh like Matt Carlucci and others yeah. Are you seeing some of the that national contrast we talked about reflected in your race? I mean, in terms of being able to pull people over? Listen, I will tell you that ever since the primary, I have been hearing almost exclusively from because, look, we we I think I think, you know, our big challenge in this city is getting all of our Democrats to turn out because more times than not, the Republicans turn out bigger than the Democrats. So even if you're doing well in the polls, you know, that can be a challenge. They seem very energized this campaign, but I have heard almost exclusively from Republicans over the last, and independents over the last several weeks who have simply said, look, we can't stand the corruption any longer. We may not agree with you on every social issue in the world, but we are not going to deal with another eight years of being stuck in the mud with a, with a bunch of folks who really just want to take care of themselves. And, um, and so we have seen a huge crossover vote in our polling. Now, whether that sticks all the way through election day, we'll see, but but that's that has been the same numbers pretty much for the past, gosh, I don't know. We, our, our, our polling has really been very metronomic in this race. Um, so I've been really, really pleased to see how many, how many Republicans really are also tired of 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 the extremes. So I'm hopeful that that maybe people around the country can see this and say, maybe there's a way back to having to having reasonable parties <laughs> uh, that that uh, that can actually work for people, uh, and and that's that's my hope with all this is that look, we we just have got to get to a point where we don't hate each other, actually work together to try to solve issues because otherwise, what we're doing is we're grabbing power back and forth every four years, or 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 you know, going scorched earth, which which just turns everybody off. Um, and I just think if we're going to solve problems, we got to find a way to see each other again. That's that's my feeling. Um, whether whether I agree with you or I don't, uh, I'm not going to vilify you for for feeling differently than me. And I think that um, that's always how I've looked at things. I frankly was a was a a, a, a no party affiliate for much of my time as a journalist. Uh, you got to pick a side to run, right? And I and I certainly think my values are very democratic values in terms of they're very people focused, but. I always have seen the value in bringing people together to solve problems. And I think if we can get there, I think we can make some great progress with each other. And that's that's really my hope, because I think we're just on the precipice of really scary stuff if we don't start to try to do that. And, and that's my hope nationally, is we can get to the point where it's, it's, it's a little less uh, political theater and a little more actual cooperation and working together. So when you're out there, uh, you know, talking to voters, I, I wonder... What's the reaction been to sort of DeSantis war on Disney and you know the ongoing war on woke issues? I mean, are you what what stands out to you about what folks really care about and and is that is that impacting or is it, it are other issues that that you're hearing more about? Well, there, there are some of our voters, honestly, that only respond to those issues. Um, you know, they're, 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 they've never really been local election voters, so they're more about those issues. I mean, there are, there's 
what, what people are focused on in terms of our local election is that that he has and, and our and our legislature has, which is obviously, you know, um, it, it's a huge supermajority of Republicans. Um, they have basically disregarded public opinion on a whole lot of issues and just gone, you know, plowed right ahead. Um, for instance, the permitless carry uh, that was just passed, 77 percent of the population said they did not want that. And they passed it anyway. I mean, we're watching what's happening in places like Texas that have, you know, these things going on. And so I think that affects people. I will tell you that that uh, with a lot of our voters, the whole um, the whole book banning thing has been just, you know, Republicans, Democrats and independents all just cannot believe we're taking books out of schools. Uh, those sorts of things have resonated also. But I think for, for me, what I've focused heavily on is this legislature has taken away the ability to rule locally on so many issues, so many issues. And in fact, one of the one of the um, of, of the top Republicans in Tallahassee said the other day, you know, the only thing local government should be allowed to do is basically pay the bills. They should be able to pay the vendors. Otherwise, all decisions should be made in Tallahassee. What is small government about that? You know, so a lot of people have reacted very negatively to those things because we have in our in our charter here in Jacksonville that we have local control. And uh, and it's really tough for us to watch Tallahassee taking away every bit of our ability to to, you know, make our own decisions. There was actually even a bill in the legislature this year that would have brought back a very contentious issue, which would have been our public utility, JEA. We have a publicly owned utility, which allows us to keep our rates lower than everybody else. Um, and my opponent really wanted to privatize that a couple of years ago and, and, and really tried to pull one over on folks in the city about his involvement. And there was an effort to bring that back. And so I've basically made that an issue of the campaign is, look, we're already losing our local control if we if we go in this direction and you put this guy in office, he's just going to privatize our utility and then we're going to lose all kinds of funding for everything else we do in this city. So um, because the, the JEA gives us um, about one hundred and twenty two million dollars a year to pay for public services. So it, it's um, it's been a really interesting thing. I know he came in and, and, and uh, endorsed my opponent, but we haven't seen much of him during this race. And I, and I find that very interesting. Probably now, maybe by he'll design. Come right. Too. Yeah, maybe, you know. I don't well, know. It's going to be interesting. Well, it's his old but district, I, isn't it? I mean, was it wasn't he coming from Jacksonville? Yeah, sort of a border, a border to Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so he's he comes here all the time, uh, but he hasn't made a whole lot of appearances in the last couple of months. Now maybe he will appear at the very end. No telling what they're going to do in this last week because I'm sure they're looking at the same numbers we're looking at. But but it's um it's uh it's frustrating that uh, that. You know, my opponent basically just thinks he's going to hide and spend millions of dollars and win a race. And who knows? That's that's worked, you know. Um, but so far, people seem to be sort of inured to these attacks. Um, they have not really moved the dial much. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see who turns out. That's really what it comes down to. Who's going to turn out? Uh, and hopefully we hang on to the Republicans and independents that have come our way. And hopefully our Democrats come to the polls. That's that's uh, if they do, it's um it's it's looking real good for us because you know, we are a city that is almost evenly divided with a slight edge for Democrats in voter registration. Uh, it's just that our Democrats haven't, haven't by and large come out. Now, we did elect Joe Biden in Jacksonville. Andrew Gillum won here back when he ran for governor. So it's not like we don't have a history of, you know, moving the numbers for national races. Local races have been harder. Some people just check out of those. So we've made a really concerted effort to say, hey, um, this is not only important for Jacksonville, this is just important um, to have some balance in our government that hopefully we can move forward here. Yeah, we're starting to see a higher turnout in local elections uh, this cycle. Uh, 
Not yeah. that there have been a whole lot of them, but where where they've occurred, um, uh, the turnout's been higher than than normal for, for yeah. you know this, this this time of year. We've been much higher this, this time than in the primary. That it's we're 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 far ahead of where we were in the primary at this point. So I'm very encouraged by that. And the next the next uh, weekend um, will be big for us. Early voting is always very big for us, and so um, I'm cautiously optimistic. But you know we've we've seen this movie many times, so I'm just I'm just hoping and praying that our folks get out the vote. Oh, that's a that's a trippy phrase. Oh, <laughs> we've seen this movie before. Yeah, but this race is you, look, it's very tight. You know, like I, we were talking earlier, the recent show uh, poll shows that it could be a one point race uh, with you leading 48, 47. What what can people do to help, you know, to, to make difference uh, to help you in these in these last uh, uh, few days? Uh, if they're in Florida or if they're around the country listening to this, what can they what, what, what could they do to help? I would say, um, you know, first of all, if you know anybody in in uh, in Jacksonville, please encourage them to get out to vote. Um, if you would like to help us in any of our efforts of of phone calling, following up on 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 vote by mail ballots, uh, texting folks, we have we have people all over the country that have been just so helpful with that, and I really really have appreciated it. Yeah, we have we have um, a fundraising deadline that is on the 11th, so we still have a few more days to raise money. If anybody wants to go to DonnaForMayor.com and drop us uh, a few dollars, that's how we that's how we've run this entire campaign on on small dollar contributions and and um, and a handful of bigger ones, but mostly just a whole thousands and thousands of people who have who have come in and helped us build a grassroots army, and um, I've been very very grateful for that. People people see the significance of of not just falling off a cliff by having one party constantly uh, in power. And, and I think that um, people are resonating with that. I think it's telling that when we asked you, what can people do? And for our listeners, notice that Donna didn't immediately ask for money. I think that kind <laughs> I of- I got there. I got, got there, there, but I didn't you go You got first. there. Your ask was pretty good. I, 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 won't, I won't have your finance director calling us uh, yelling after this. But, but the fact that, that this is really going to come down to that more local, more people talking to people, making the calls, getting turnout. And I do think that you, you mentioned something that was really interesting a minute ago about the, the contrast with kind of the control over you know, who should people in Jacksonville- want making their decisions. And every election before like 2016, that is exactly what a Republican candidate would be saying. We want local yeah. control. We want more local. Oh, you, right? I'm glad you brought up your dog because, and for those of you, you this is a visual bar, medium, you've got a dog. <laughs> Joe and I have actually worked on several local initiatives uh, with, with some animal protection issues in, in Florida through the Humane Society. And every single time we pass something, Republicans in Tallahassee will try to preempt it and and do a bill that says no what you said locally doesn't doesn't affect anymore. So it, it is I'm just really oh. interested you brought up that contrast where all of a sudden it's like it's almost like do you want to make your own decisions or do you want that unelected supermajority to be kind of making those calls for you. So we are seeing a lot of that both statewide and yeah. nationally. Well, it's also happening all over Florida. It's not just Jackson, but I mean, they, they, you know, it, it, local ordinances and they immediately go to Tallahassee and, and change the rules. It's been pretty yeah. amazing to watch. And, you know, again, I do want to point out that we, we we're doing this because we do think this race is very important. It could be a big signal, particularly in Florida. Ron DeSantis and is pretty much near his home turf here. 
uh, where he started out for for a Democrat to be in the lead and have the kind of momentum where just a little bit more of a push, either if you have friends in Jacksonville, call them, email them, tell them to get out and vote. And if you can chip in a little, we'll put Donna's uh, link to Donna's page in our show notes uh, so mm-hmm. it's easy for you to to help her if you'd like to. Alex, you got anything else or, or Donna, do you have a well, I would just say to people that, you know, one of the things that 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 I think is so significant here is that we've seen such a gerrymandering of so many places, you know, not only not only statewide, obviously nationally, but statewide, where where our legislative districts are are to the point where you can't win unless you're a Republican in these supermajority um, you know, Republican areas. And so so it states. And so what I would say to people, and I've said this to people in Jacksonville repeatedly is these mayor's races are important. Um, you know, we, we live in a city that is equally divided and we're not represented that way, but we have the ability, if we will vote, to change that. And so we have to take these wins, these opportunities for sanity where we can get them. And 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 I, I hope people will take the opportunity to get out and to vote. And uh, and I, I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to give voice to this because I really believe that we're we 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 move better when we move together, and and right now we don't have a whole lot of that. We're, we we have we have one party that is deciding everything and and making it harder and harder and harder for the majority of us to make our voices heard. So this is a way that we can move that dial, and I hope that people will very intentionally get out and say, yeah, that's what we want. We want to work together. We don't want this hyper partisan divide anymore. A voice of sanity uh, in some crazy political times. Thanks, Donna, for coming on. And thanks, Thank everyone. You, thanks, everyone, for listening to that trippy show. Donna is in the final stretch in Jacksonville. Early voting is already underway. You can go to DonnaForMayor.com to find out how you can help. Pitch in, spend a few hours contacting voters. Every bit helps. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is now part of Resolute Square Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash Trippy. Please subscribe to that Trippy show. Leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. Uh, and you can always send us a question to that Trippy show at gmail.com or leave us a question and review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. Thanks again, Donna, for joining us. Concerts are back at Adventureland each weekend in June, and they're free with your park admission. Come rock out to live music and take the plunge on two new rides opening soon. The Dragon Falls Log Flume and Flying Viking Coaster. Save with the new two-day ticket, only $34.99 per day at AdventurelandResort.com. You're gonna love it every-